Everybody situated. Bless God. Oh, I love this place. I'm serious. I love this place. Metro Praise Chicago. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. On the count of three, say hallelujah. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Yes. Give him praise in this place. Yes. Y'all don't know how serious it is to worship God. Oh my God. I saw some some arms folded. People shaking hands, talking to each other. You disrespect God in this place. You need to repent right now. People talking to you. No, no, no. It's time to talk to God. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. And call upon him while he is near. It's a time where you're not going to find God. Metro Praise Chicago did not happen on mistake. Oh, see, I understand that now. I understand that now. See, I met Pastor Joe in New Orleans 10 years ago. I was 14. And everything that I witnessed did not happen on mistake. Nothing happened on mistake. I met God for a reason. It wasn't a mistake. A lot of y'all think y'all have a mistake. Y'all don't understand what's going on. You're looking at the next person worshiping. You don't know what that person is going through. You don't know what that person came from. You don't know how many devils was tormenting him, trying to bring him into hell. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Amen. Can we? Do we got lights right here? Hallelujah. Matthew, I'm going to testify in the middle of this sermon. Matthew chapter 12. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. Hallelujah. Today in this sermon, I want you to understand how serious God is and how much the devil hates you. The devil hates you. He hates me. He hates you, Joselito. He hates all of us. He hates Adolfo for sitting up here and worshiping like that. He don't like that. No, he don't like that. And I want you to understand that this is serious. For all y'all sitting on these rows, this is not a mistake. You could have been out there somewhere. You could have never met God. But God had a plan for you. We have no more excuses after this. For all y'all that then felt the power of God, then then fought the altar call, you have no more excuses. If you face an angry God, a judging God, the day you leave this earth, you don't have no excuses. He's going to say, then you heard when Pastor Joe called that altar call? Then you hear, and you say, no, I, I don't want to repent right now. I'm going to wait till I'm 45. Yeah, that's what I used to say. <laughs> oh, the devil lied to me. He said, wait till you're 59. My God. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. Hallelujah. If you don't have a, if you got a Bible, brother, share next brother right here. Share with her. 
If you don't have a Bible, share with your neighbor. Please share. There you go. We got Bibles right there. Raise your hand if you don't have a Bible. Hallelujah. Get this brother a Bible right here. Yeah, he loved God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. First book of the New Testament. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, God. Ha! It's fire in this place. I'm so excited. I traveled 26 hours to come here. Oh, my God. Caught the Greyhound. 26 hours. Man, it was worth it. I ain't even worrying about that no more. I already saw the vision. I'm going to cry the day I leave. My God. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. Now, I want y'all to notice it's in red. It's Jesus speaking. It's in red. Take it seriously. Verse 43 says, When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and take with him seven. Somebody say seven. Say it again, seven. Seven other spirits more wicked than himself. Then, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, let this message be for me. Let it burn in my heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want y'all to understand. When I read this scripture one day, it touched my life. I thank God I was already saved. But it brought back a memory. Let me testify. I'm going to be going in and out of testimonies as I talk. Pastor Joe might can't remember this. We, I, I asked him a lot of things he, he don't remember, but I understand. I remember we was in Comiskey Park, and I was backsliding at the time. And Pastor Joe was talking to me. And I was at a point to where the seven demons already came on me. And Pastor Joe told me, he said, you know what? I was praying, and God told me that your life is going to get seven times worse. And I looked at him, and I laughed, and I walked off. And them words never left me. And when I read this a couple of months ago, I knew it was real. It was the Word of God. So I want you to understand that. I met God when I was 14. I was talking to Gilbert earlier, and he told me he's 14. It touched my life. I saw Pastor Joe walk through these doors, and I started crying instantly. Amen? I'm talking to Gilbert, and I've been seeing this man's face all week. And I, and I, and I understand. But when he walked through the door and I'm looking at Gilbert and I'm looking at myself, and I'm thinking about 10 years ago when a man of God was trying to warn me from going to hell, I didn't understand. 
I understood, but I didn't want to accept it. See, a lot of y'all understand that hell is real, but you don't want to accept that it's real. And that you, if you continue to live in sin, that it's going to be a part of your life. So I'm talking to Gilbert, and I see Pastor Joe, and I, and, I, and, I, and I begin to talk to Gilbert, and I'm trying to make him understand that this is real. That this is not a mistake. Him being up in this church right now is not a mistake. It's God trying to get him to come in and stay in. See, we can come in and not stay in. See, I came in but didn't stay in. So, in the middle of these 10 years, 1998, I was going on 14. I got saved. Pastor Joe living room, whatever, whatever room we was in. We was in his house. I got saved. I felt the difference in my life. I knew that I was changed. God baptized Holy Ghost, all that good stuff. But guess what? The devil started attacking me like he attacking every last one of y'all today. Elders, young ones, whoever. He's no respect of person. He don't care who you is. So in the middle of these 10 years, I backslide. And at that time, I can honestly say I never experienced nothing dramatic in my life at that point. I'm 14, you know, everything is brand new. I'm enjoying sin at the time. We enjoying sin. I'm enjoying sin. So in the middle of these 10 years, the first situation that happened to me, have anybody up in here faced a near-death experience? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. So y'all should know. Well, let me tell you, I faced four. I almost died four times in my life. To y'all, to some of y'all, this might sound just like another fairy tale story. But it was real for me. The first time, I'm like a couple of years, this is a couple of years later, I'm probably like 18 or 19. And I, was, I used to do hip-hop music. And some friends of mine, we just having a meeting. I mean, we thinking we the mob or something. We having a meeting on going to rob somebody. This dude had a studio. We was lacking certain equipments for our studio. So we go to this dude's house to make a long story short. We go to this dude's house with a Tech 9. Not no pistol. Not no little handgun. Six shots. We go with something with over 30-something rounds. We chain the dude up. Put him in a rope. Some kind of way he get loose. He start busting at us. Shooting at us. I mean, I can hear the, the bullets going through my ears. Pew, pew. I can hear all that. I hear bullets flying through my ears. I don't want none of y'all to go through this. Stay close to God. That's one experience. Next experience, the same year. I'm going to the store to get some milk. I stayed in New Orleans across the street from the courthouse. That's like the whole headquarters right here. And that gas station is where I was at. In front of the police station now. Understand this. It's a wicked city. I go to the store. A dude confused me, telling me he know me from somewhere. He pull out a gun. Through the grace of God, he knew I was going to be here today talking to some young kids just like I was. He let me live for this purpose only. I take the gun. The gun shot off like two times. Somebody else get hit. I mean, a dude was close to me like this. I'm right here. 
take the gun. The year after that, after Katrina, I come to Chicago. Came visit for a couple of months. And on my way back, I get into a train accident. The train derailed. Now, I want you to understand this. I'm not talking about no car wreck. I'm talking about a train derail. It could have been the perfect story on the news. A hundred people dead. When I think about that, I just, I just got to lift up my hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Could have been the perfect story. 20 miles south of St. Louis. hundred people dead. And when I think about that now, I, you know, it makes me feel like Jonah. I believe I was living so wicked that that happened because of me. Now, I don't know how many other people on that train was backslid from God, but I knew I was one. In the instant it happened, I knew it was for my sin. A couple of years later, maybe two, I get into a bad, bad car accident. Now these just four times, death is chasing me down. Now I want y'all to understand right now that whether you believe it or not, the devil has assigned demons to kill you. Y'all might think that's a lie. You might think just because it happened to me is not going to happen to you. But the devil has assigned demons to kill you. See that day when I was walking to the store, that was a devil on assignment trying to kill me. Understand right now, the devil is trying to kill you. The devil's not happy you on fire for God. No, he don't want that. Watch this. Verse 43, look what it says. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and find none. So that saying right there, the day the devil left me, it went through dry places seeking one of y'all. See? The same devil, the same demons that's traveling this city right now, they are looking for a place to dwell. They trying to live inside of you. Yeah, you was a cursor before you got saved, but now he's trying to make you a cursor, a fornicator, a liar, a deceiver, a murderer. He's trying to make you everything seven times more. See, when I first got saved, when I met Pastor Joe, I wasn't doing nothing. I just started smoking weed. But guess what? After I backslid, I started smoking weed, selling crack, selling weed, selling heroin, robbing. Real story. I sold heroin. I would have never in my wildest dreams... Would have thought that I ever would have did that. But you know why? Because one demon told me to. And I didn't have the Holy Spirit, so I did it. See, a lot of y'all right now saying, oh, I never shoot nobody. The devil is a liar. You keep walking with him, I guarantee you you will. I guarantee you you're going to think about the day you was in Metro Praise. Now you're going to be facing 40 years, and you're going to understand now. Seven demons. Let's keep reading. Verse 44. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes and finds it empty, swept, and put in order, then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. 
and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So the Bible said the, the wicked spirit is going to come back. See, it's going to come back because the Holy Ghost is not inside of you. I guarantee you right now, if you walk from this door outside of this building and you say, I'm not going to serve God. I ain't trying to go through all that. I guarantee you a demon is waiting for you outside. Guarantee. Some of y'all brought the devil in here with you. So I'm going to rebuke him right now. But guess what? It's not a joke. I'm not trying to scare nobody. I'm just trying to warn you. Trying to give you a warning. That is for real. So guess what? The Bible says, then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. He came from you. So he said, I'm going to return to my house because that's where I was at anyway. Let me go up in there and make him wicked. I need somebody. Come up here, brother. Come here. One second. One second. Let me, let me use you for a second. Stand right here. Okay. That's, what's your name? Jonathan. That's Jonathan. Got seven demons right here. Demons steady trying to get at Jonathan. Come here. Come here. Steady pulling on him. Steady. And he pulling on every last one of y'all at the same time. Trying to get Jonathan. Jonathan, come here. You need to understand that. That's what the scripture is saying. Devils are always on attack trying to get y'all. I thank God for what is going on. You can sit down, brother. I thank God for what is going on up in this church right here. Metro praise. This is something serious. But spiritual warfare is also serious too. And I love y'all. I thank God for what is going on. But I pray that y'all stay. Because let me tell you something. See, when I was smoking weed, it didn't, I didn't start smoking crack and shooting cocaine and all this other stuff. But it was a gateway problem drug for me. See, my mama turned on me. My mama put me out. I started robbing. I started doing all, all kind of other stuff. I started living a real sinful life. And I promise you, the whole time I was backslid. I wanted to come back. Oh, yeah, I wanted to come back to God. But guess what? These seven demons that was on me wasn't trying to let me go. I wanted God so bad. I've been wanting to come back the whole time I've been away. But I couldn't. The devil wasn't letting me, and I wasn't strong enough to come back. See, a lot of y'all right now say, I never turn from God. This is too good. But trust me, you, you keep playing. You keep playing with these little temptations that, you, that you're dealing with. That demon is going to possess you. You keep playing with smoking. Oh, yeah, you're going to be smoking crack, weed, and everything else. You keep playing with guns. That demon going to make you shoot and everything else. Keep playing with it and watch and see what happens. When I knew Pastor Joe, I was probably smoking one blunt a day. After that, I'm smoking 10, 12, I mean, all kind of stuff. Demons attacking me every kind of way. I probably would have had AIDS by now if it wasn't through the grace of God. You ever had crabs on you? I had that. Oh, yeah. I had that. I had crabs. I've been burnt. Uh-huh. I'm going to be honest with you. 
You keep playing in this world out here. AIDS is waiting for you out there. Gonorrhea is waiting for you out there. A casket is waiting for you out there. Trust me, it is. This is not a game. Can I be more honest? Yeah. See, y'all females? Yeah, yeah, I was a deceiver also. Uh-huh. I did that too. Yeah, I told you anything to get you where I wanted to get you. Oh, yeah. And succeeded at the same time. You think these boys out here just trying to be with you, you think it's real love? No, it ain't love. It's sin. It's a devil trying to attack you. It's not love. It's a devil trying to put most sin on your life. It's a devil trying to make you smoke crack. It's a devil trying to make you do anything you wouldn't do. Trust me, I know. I'm doing hip-hop in Houston, song on the radio, I'm on TV every Friday, and another, another devil come my way. I start pimping women. Oh, I thought that was fun. I mean, to me, it, it made, you know, my resume look good. You know, all these other rappers out here talking about they pimping, don't know what pimping is. I'm like, Lord, I'm pimping for real. I can put it in my rap. But I'm not thinking that's a devil trying to keep me. A devil trying to keep me bound. This woman living with me, she going to sell her body to bring me money. And at the same time, she in the house, I'm trying to kill her too. One day I put a, try to put a trash bag over her head, smother her to death. It was that much demons. See, I already had seven demons. She brought seven more with her. So we up in there fighting demons all day with no fire, no power from God. Yeah. She's smoking sherm. I don't know if y'all know what sherm is out here. Called clickum. It's something, it's something they put in dead people. They, they take the cigarette and they dip it in the cigarette and they make you go crazy. Tupac used to talk about it all the time. Smoking Sherm, Father, forgive me. Yeah. She's smoking Sherm in my house. I'm, I'm, I ain't worrying about it. You know, I'm like, you just go make me some money. But at the same time, it's bringing so many demons in my house. I didn't know what to do. So I just want to share this with y'all. Let's go to Proverbs right quick. Proverbs chapter 18. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Chapter 18, verse 1. What version is that? NIV? Okay, I'm reading from the King, New King James. 18 verse 1, it says, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Let me make it plain. Watch this. It says, A man who isolates himself 
seeks his own desire, he rages against all wise judgment. It's saying right there, the day you start isolating yourself, the day you start getting further away from God, the day you say, I'm not going to pray no more, the day you say, I'm not going to read no more, the day you say, forget Elevate, forget Metro Praise, you're going to find yourself seeking your own desire. What's seeking your own desire? Wanting to lust, wanting to smoke, wanting to live in sin, wanting to do everything that is of besides God. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm staying with Jesus. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm staying with Jesus. You don't want to seek your own desire. You don't want to find yourself raging against all wise judgment. What's wise judgment, preacher? They're saying stay close to God. Go to church. Read your Bible. Fall in love with Jesus. Worship as long as you have to till you feel his power. That's wise judgment. That's what you need. Gilbert, that's what you need. Jonathan, that's what you need. Sister right here, that's what you need. A man who isolates himself. You isolate yourself far enough from God. You're going to be seeking your own desire. Y'all know the fruits of the flesh. They're evident. Fornication, adultery, hatred. Yeah. You think you hate your mama now. Wait till you find yourself backslide. You're going to hate her some more. You're going to hate her, hate yourself, hate your sister, hate everybody. Hate Pastor Joe. You're going to hate him, Adolfo, for trying to call you to bring you to church. Stop answering your phone. Oh, yeah. I know. I did it. I did it. Now, people doing it to me now. But guess what? I understand. I give them warning. I let them know. That this is real. It says he rages against all wise judgment. We love y'all. Every leader in this church love y'all. See, right now, if you was to walk outside the door and somebody say, you know what? I'm going to take you to the club. We're going to get drunk tonight. That's not real love. That's the devil on attack trying to put sin in your life. But somebody trying to lead you to God. Let you know that eternal life is free. That's real love. A dude trying to sleep with you to put you under his belt, add you to the list. Oh, yeah, I had, that's what they're trying to do. I used to do it. I used to write them down in my book how many one-night stands I can pull. Oh, yeah, it's serious. Give you crabs or something. You itching like you crazy. I went through that. I'm serious. I went through that. Proverbs chapter 12. He rages against all wise judgment. Now, y'all remember that. Chapter 12, verse 1. Hallelujah. Chapter 12, verse 1. Watch this. Whoever loves instructions love knowledge look at the board right here look at the look at the screen whoever loves instruction loves knowledge now read the next part but he who hates correction is what is what 
I'm giving you corrections right now to stay with Jesus. You don't want to be stupid. You don't want God looking at you and say, I try to give an eternal life. I try to tell her, stay close to me. But he who hates correction is stupid. I was stupid. Pastor Joe come and knock on my door. I'm telling him I don't want to go to church. I'm about to go buy me a nickel bag and buy me a keep moving and keep moving on getting high. I was stupid. I hate sin. You should feel the same way. Touch your neighbor and say, I hate sin. Touch your neighbor and say, well, act like it then. Stop living in sin. Stop letting the devil slap you around and do whatever he won't do with you. Use you like a toy. Use you like whatever he won't use you as. Then go looking at you and saying, what is her problem? The Bible said that. Timothy says, all scriptures are given by the inspiration of God. And are profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instructions in righteousness. I'm correcting you on today. Don't let the devil use you. I'm giving you instructions on today. Stay with Jesus. You don't want to go through what I went through. Trust me. I know for a fact that wouldn't have happened to me if I would have stayed with Jesus. The day I almost died, I got shot at Jesus If you would have stayed with me, you would have been good. But he allowed me to go through that to tell one of y'all up in here. Don't be stupid like I was. The Bible calls you stupid. That don't sound too good to me, amen? We don't want to be stupid. Because the devil going to laugh at you. The devil ain't trying to play with you. None of that. The more you wrestle with God, you say you don't want God, the rougher it's going to get. Them seven demons not playing, people. I promise you they're not. They hate us. They hate that this church even stands. I can guarantee you all kind of weapons formed before this church got planted here. But they didn't prosper, though. Oh, they going to form on you. Oh, yeah. They're going to try to do whatever with you. But with the power of God, you can do anything. You call on Jesus. You can conquer whatever. You are more than a conqueror. You're just not a conqueror. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror. See, the people in the world, they conquer us, but we more than conquerors. You need to understand that. Apply that to your life. This is serious. I thank God for every soul that's up in here. I see kids worshiping, falling on their face up in here. That's everything. I thank God for that. But I thank God most so. Ten years from now, you don't have my story. A lot of y'all might say, well, I want that story. I want experience a little bit more. I want to play with the fire a little bit more. You know, the Bible said a thief. Jesus called him a thief. He didn't say the devil. He called him a thief. Why do you think he called him a thief? He come to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal my soul from God. Kill me and torment me in hell. You know, God showed me one day 
that the devil in hell is going to be laughing at everybody. He going to laugh at you. Oh, you believe me. You thought I was on your side. You thought you was going to be able to do this and not come with me. Devil going to laugh at everybody that's in hell. And you know, I was so stupid, I actually used to tell myself, I'm going to repent in hell. Some of y'all missed that. I used to say to myself, when I get to hell, true story, Pastor Joe, when I, when I used to say to myself, when I get to hell, I'm going to pray in hell and God is going to let me come to heaven. I used to say that. I promise you I did. Now that's, if that don't sound like deceive, I don't know what to do. The devil deceived me. Y'all sitting over there, y'all think this a game? Y'all think this playtime, this ain't playtime. It's not time to be playing. It's time to get more serious for God than ever. That we in the last days and it's not a joke. Y'all want to hold on. How many want to hold on? Clap your hands. Oh my God, y'all can do better than that. Who going to hold on? Clap your hands. We got people not clapping. My God. Hallelujah. Y'all saw the scripture. Matthew 12, verse 43. I think y'all need to highlight that in your Bible. I promise you, you need to highlight highlight that. The demons are seeking rest. They're trying to dwell up in your life. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places. An unclean spirit. Not a clean spirit, an unclean spirit. 